2: You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Follow the show on Twitter at HOC Radio.
3: You know what cheers me up? What?
2: Rolled up aces
3: over king. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls.
2: The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player, Ashley Adams.
3: Okay, you have some skill
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams. We have a great hour planned for you. Our first guest is a friend of mine. I was on her radio show. We work for the same publication, Poker Player Newspaper. She's much more accomplished than I am, though. She is a writer, an author, a mind-shift coach. Uh, she's a great public speaker and a great player. She've actually won a lot of money in the main event of the World Series of Poker. Her name is Donna Blevins. We're going to talk to her. And then we have a great guy who has a product that I've been itching to try out. It is Bar League Poker in New York City. What could be better than that? Interrupting your trip, visiting people down in New York with some poker in New York City, which has always been a hard place to find a decent game. We're going to talk to him. He also is uh, developing a a poker room out in Suffolk County. So his name is Ben Sheck. I'm eager to talk to him. Stay tuned. We're going to have uh, more poker talk right after a break.
2: Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Check out their website, JerseyManMagazine.com, for more information and some really cool JerseyMan merchandise. JerseyMan's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's JerseyManMagazine.com. JerseyMan Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need.
1: Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guest, strategy questions, they could be practical questions about where and how to find a game. Send your questions to info at Radio. Dot com and you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com HOC radio we're very interested in them and of course if they're particularly interesting we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of mailbag info at house and www.twitter.com HOC radio info at house of radio.com and www.twitter.com twitter hoc radio
0: fellas are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie well here's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you'll get 50 percent off just about any item but that's not all oh no When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com.
1: This Look, I really think it's time for us to do something. This is all getting way out of
2: hand. What do you mean? The song is sweet. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. A poker face carved in marble. (laughs)
1: hello listeners welcome back this is ashley adams and you are listening to house of cards you know if you've listened to this show before you know that we often have writers on the show authors we have talk show hosts we have poker players We have people in the poker industry of all types. Well, and, you know, we have poker coaches that come on, all sorts of different people. Well, today we are very fortunate because we have somebody who combines many of those attributes, many of those skills into one person, and that person is Donna Blevins. Donna was nice enough to have me on her radio show, and now we are returning the favor with alacrity. Donna, are you there?
4: I am here and thrilled to come on the show with you thank you for having me
1: well i'm glad you're here and i'm only a little bit sad that you were rubbing in the fact that you are in beautiful florida where it is how how warm was it today when it was 10 degrees below zero here in boston
4: uh it actually went up over 80 degrees fahrenheit and we were able to open all the doors in the house
1: wow what part of florida is that donna
4: an hour and a half north of Orlando and Tampa.
1: Oh, you know, this time of year in that part of Florida is not always so warm. I've been down in that neck of the woods when it was 40 or 45 in January and February. So this is this is even very nice weather and appreciated in your neck of the woods as well. It's not just standard fare, is it?
4: No, we do have some times when it freezes and And just remind you of why it reminds us of why we're so thrilled with where we live.
1: (laughs) That's great. Listeners, for those of you who don't know, Donna has been in the poker industry for quite some time and with great success. She uh, had a very, very strong showing in the 2007 World Series of Poker, which I'll let her talk to you about. But she's also written many poker articles. She has a book coming out called Get Your Head Right or Get Your Head Back in the Game. Uh, she is also a coach, uh, knows something quite a lot about something called mind-shifting, which I she explained it to me. I don't understand and She's going to talk about that as well. So what do you want to start with, Donna? You pick.
4: Gosh, you know, um, we could talk about the fact that I'm 6 feet 5 inches tall. One of the reasons <laughs> that I say that is so that you can remember who I am. And I know that's something on radio that people don't really see But I want to tell everyone that I want you to stand up and be tall. I want you to really step into the energy in your body and in your mind. And I want to share with you that height. So let's just put that out there and say, you know, be all you can be. And we're going to work with mind shifting if that's what you want to. I don't know where you want me to go.
1: Well, let's start. Tell our listeners about the concept of mind shifting. And specifically, since almost all of our listeners are poker players, Tell them how it can affect and specifically improve their poker game, if they can embrace this concept.
4: Well, it's really true, because the biggest problem with poker players is their tilt button. It's amazing how many things will put people on tilt. And what you find is that tilt factor actually comes from the rest of your life. So what's interesting is when you work on mind-shifting in very specific ways, besides improving your poker game, it improves your life as well because poker and mirrors life and life mirrors your poker. You know, you can. I like to go to a poker table, sit down and ask people what they do for a living. I do that a lot of times when I'm sitting down at a, uh, a tournament when I don't know the people. And I can probably put people, 80%, I can put them on their game because what they're doing in life is mirrored by, it it mirrors into their poker. Let's say someone is an accountant, as an example. Well, someone that's an accountant is very specific about details. They're probably going to be a tight player who's probably going to end up having their chip stacks leak away because they're waiting for cards. What you want to realize is that when you're in poker, the first thing that you have to concentrate on is you, number one. The second thing is other people. And number three, and almost insignificant, is cards because, frankly, we don't need no stinking cards <laughs> because we have to be able to step into our own power, our own our own mindset, where we're confident, where we're making the moves based on our own security and watching out for other people's chink and their armor.
1: Well, let me let me play devil's advocate and say, uh, well, wait a second, Donna. I mean, if I'm uh, really into my game and I'm incredibly confident and all things, but I don't get any cards... How can I win at poker if somebody calls me down who's a bad player and he thinks his two pair is good and I'm trying to represent that I've got a fantastic hand because I'm really positive and into my game and six foot five inches tall and I (laughs) shove my stack and he has eights and seven that he hit on the flop. How am I going to win?
4: You're going to win because, first of all, you have to stay in the moment, you have to stay in the moment, you have to do. You you have to be able to change your mindset, to change your game instantly. One of the things that I learned with poker and literally and physically saved my life is that I realized that the only thing that was important in my life was the cards that I had in front of me. That meant the hand that I was in. What just happened doesn't matter. The cards that are coming in a moment doesn't matter. But what matters is how you're playing that particular hand, which means that with each action, you have to see how that situation changes. Because we make a decision that we're going to make a move, and we make a move and something else comes back on us, sometimes we have to, we have, to have the permission to change our mind. So we have to be able to, to – it's kind of like we're in a river, and And we're we're flowing along with the river, and it's and, and we have to figure out you know when we're getting into the rapids. You know when, when do we go ahead and fold a hand? So you have to constantly change your mind and allow yourself to change your mind and to fold. That's the important thing to okay. allow yourself to change your mind and and not be hard on yourself for doing that.
1: Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more House of cards.
5: Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost, health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested, If you're interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call
2: 855-912-7246.
0: Some houses are born bad. You're listening to the House of Cards. I never dreamed that any mere physical experience could be so stimulating.
1: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Well, listeners, we're talking to Donna Blevins, poker writer, speaker, mind shift coach, author, uh, and a wonderful person. Now, you actually also, in addition to using the mind shifting skills to help people with their poker game, you speak to audiences about poker as a metaphor for how to change the way that they're being in business and in life. Tell us a little bit about that.
4: Well, it's interesting that you say that because this afternoon I, I went to Walmart and stopped at the McDonald's, and there was a a, a senior man and wife come into the McDonald's, and the way she was limping, I really noticed in it. For some reason, I really liked the jacket she had, and I had on, and I, I commented on it, and we started talking, and I asked her you know, what is happening? You know, you've definitely got a problem with your foot or your hip or the core of your body. And she looked at me and she said, how do you know? I said, well, you're telegraphing it. You're giving off an image. You're, you're giving – it's like having a tail at a poker table. And And so we talked about the fact of – of how she needed to be aware of what was going on. So it was just an example of the fact that I talked about poker and how how the things that you're dealing with as far as your table image can manifest and what you're doing is putting out that in your life right now. And she actually, asked, it's just really interesting because she had a very special long-term pain in the core of her body and her spine that was very serious. And I asked her if she would like to learn my mind shift exercise my signature mind shift exercise that I share continually, and and I, she asked my name and I told her and she said I know that name. Come to find out, she actually belonged to the uh, the, the uh, country club where I spoke last year and she had seen my name come through. But anyway, I went through that mind shift exercise with her and she was. I said, what what number are you on, on in pain right now? And she said, well, I'm probably an eight out of a ten. Wow, that's pain. Yeah. Really heavy pain, and we did the mind shift exercise. I taught her how to do it, it takes about three or four minutes, you really, know, if, if you're with somebody personally, you know, and it only takes about 45 seconds to actually do the mind shift exercise. When we finished that after three minutes, I said, Where is your pain? And she looked at me, and her eyes are open, and she said, It's down to a three. Wow, and it's the same sort of thing about you have to be able to shift your mindset. Is, and you have to be able to be aware of what's going on, and, and it works It works in your everyday life as well.
1: How does that work? How do you use your mind-shifting technique to diminish pain from an 8 to a 3?
4: Well, the mind-shift exercise specifically, the, it's called, hmm, isn't that interesting?, that particular mind shift exercise, one of the most important things, first of all, you forgive yourself for being there because sometimes when we're in pain or when we're pissed off, and, and sorry for saying that, but at the poker table. That's when all right. We
1: shift, say pissed off all the time on this show. Do we? Yes. Is that okay? That's
4: all right. Well, you know, when, when you've been pissed off at the poker table and, and you've got all this anger, you're on tilt, but what you need to do is to forgive yourself for being there because you say, man, I just screwed up. So you forgive yourself for being there. You know, forgive yourself for having pain. It's the same thing. And then what you do is you shut your eyes, and you you command whatever it is to show itself. You say, "Show yourself, take a form." If it's an anger, if it's pain, whatever it is. Well, she didn't quite get that, and I said, "Okay, just write write the word, just write the word, uh, pain in your in your mind, just to text pain." And she and I said, "Nod your head when you say that." and she went ahead and did that. And I said, now what I want you to do in this moment is I want you to step back in your mind's eye, step back one foot, take one step back from it and detach from that, look at it and say, hmm, isn't that interesting? Because what happens, the moment that we step back, and say, mm, isn't that interesting? What happens is we disconnect our energy. We stop feeding and stoking the fire. We stop giving that pain more strength. When you focus on it, you think of it. It gets bigger. You feed it. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's all-consuming. And when you actually see it in your mind's eye, what happens, this is really exciting, is that when you see it in a form, it is minimized because when you have pain and it's at an 8 it's all encompassing just imagine it around you because it's huge you, you, you've ever been in that kind of pain you understand what i'm saying yes. and it's it's all encompassing but when you see it in your mind's eye it diminishes and you, when you see it in a form and right. and you that know it's a to little me. tough just to, sorry
1: that makes sense to me because you what you're doing is you're defining it and by defining it and putting borders around it, you're limiting it so that it's no longer overwhelming. It's now limited, specific, uh, objectified, so to speak. And then you can start working on controlling and minimizing it.
4: Well, that, yeah, that's exactly right. And then what you do, the, the, it's two more steps that are just absolutely astonishing, is once you've said, hmm, isn't that interesting? And it, and it, it really is a significant issue. You open your eyes. You look up and to the Right. Then you pivot your body 45 degrees to the right, continue looking up, and you ask out loud, where would I rather be? What you're doing is you're actually giving a question. Now, you don't have to answer it because you're giving your qu- a question and your subconscious answers that. When it answers that, what happens is it starts to rewrite and overwrite the, the software recordings that are in your subconscious our mind is like an iceberg. Our conscious mind is like 10% of the iceberg that you see. We're run by our subconscious that is about 90% of our mind. And so what we need to do in our life is to overwrite or rewrite that software by, by changing those recordings, and that's one of the ways that you do it.
1: Wow. So is this going to be in your new book, Get Your Head Back in the Game, or is this something separate?
4: Now this is actually I'm teaching 12 mind shift exercises. This one is actually the first one that I'm talking about because it, it had a dramatic effect on my life so many times. And I'll tell you that in in two months, I'll tell you something private. When the book is ready to come out, I'll tell you something very private about that that is astonishing. But it has had a tremendous impact on my life. It literally enabled me, and this I'll tell you, it literally enabled me to reset my heart two years ago when I was in what's called atrial fibrillation, AFib, when the top part of your heart is kind of quivering rather than beating. And I also had what's called PVCs, which is premature ventricular contractions. That means the bottom part of your heart are throwing extra beats, and it's kind of jerking you. I came out of a surgery, a procedure, and I was in terrible, out of rhythm, and the doctor had said that, uh within 5 hours if i had not reset they were going to do a, a drastic procedure they were going to actually put me out and, and reset me is what they were going to do and um you know when i realized that that the problem was i was magnifying it because i was in fear i actually did this hmm isn't that interesting i went i i got up when i was able to walk and i went to the nurse's station and i said what time is it she told me it was 5:15 and I said, please write that to the side. I said, I'm in AFib and throwing PVCs. Is that correct? And she looked at me really weird like I was a uh, she's looking at me like a puppy dog. You know how a puppy dog, you know, their head tilts back and forth. That's how she was looking at me. So she wrote it on a Post-it to the right of her keyboard. I said, I'll be back in a few minutes. I said, I'll be back in a while, and you tell me when I reset my heart. And I I did another mind shift exercise as I'm walking walking down the, the, the hall that you can walk away, and I'm snapping my fingers going, beat, 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 because you need to beat 60 beats a minute. And within a few moments, I reset my heart. I walked back up, and I said, please pull me up again. And she looked at me like that puppy dog. She pulled it up, and I said, what time was I in uh, out, of, out of sync? And, and my heart was malfunctioning. She said, five fifteen and I said, please check the record and tell me what time I reset and went into a natural sinus rhythm, which is the way you're supposed to to, to go. And so she scrolls through it and her eyes get really big and she looks up at me and her mouth falls open and she said, five twenty one.
0: Wow. Wow.
4: So it, it was you know it was really astonishing because it works.
1: Well, so your book is gonna take people through twelve different mindset mind shift exercises, is that right?
4: Yes, that's exactly right. And what I'm also going to do is there's three of them specifically that, that I think people really like to have them in a recorded situation because, you know, that you can, you can see it in writing, but it doesn't quite work as well. People say that they really like the sound of my voice. So I'm actually going to link the book to three audio recordings that they can download for free of the MindShift, pre specific MindShift exercises that I think are the, 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 the ones that I want people to really start with to affect and change their lives.
1: Well, that's great. You had mentioned that there are some things that our listeners might be able to access for free, a website or something.
4: Yes. um, I have Elite Poker Coaching under a a wonderful program, and I do it under PokerPureAndSimple.com. And I'm giving away two free lessons um, the two free modules. They're very long, They're about an hour and a half each, which were the first modules that I actually did to to bring you and think about the things that can help improve your game. In fact, I've had people um, opt into that, and their game is, is really wonderful. As a matter of fact, you had mentioned Jeannie Robertson, who is a six-foot-two professional speaker, and she actually had a man that worked with her. He's short and and plays a guitar, and he sometimes introduces her. And I met him a couple of years ago, and and he told me he had been playing poker for years in Nashville and never won anything. Played every week and and threw his money away. And I said, "Well, we'll go." opt in when I saw him at uh, in Orlando at one of Jeannie's presentations. He ran up to me. Short, just really short, kind of kind of tit high. You get the deal. And he ran up to me and he said, "I gotta tell you," he said, "all I did was listen to your modules. I went through the first one, and I decided I was going to play at Hard Rock in Tampa." You know, and I figured I was going to bust out really quickly. And and then all of a sudden we get to the final table and I have the chip lead. I've never had the chip lead before. <laughs>
1: that's great.
4: And and all of a sudden I have to say, you know, we got to chop because i got to get on and, and introduce Jeannie. So it works. There's, a, there's things that are really down that re- can really help your game.
1: Well, that's great, Donna. And I'm very glad you joined us. Let me just um... – People want to find out more about you. Do they go to that site, or is there another site uh, to access you as a public speaker, as a coach, and the like?
4: Well, my main blog is biggirlpoker.com. Biggirlpoker.com. You know, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to remember, biggirlpoker.com. She's six and a half feet tall almost, and I have podcasts uh weekly or every couple of weeks uh, uh, from particular poker players. I have a free pod odds course you can opt in for. But it's basically my blog, and people can can find me there and contact me and, and see about what I can do as far as keynote speaking and what I can offer there. They also have a fairly detailed uh, bio, which is kind of funny about how I got started in, in the public speaking when I was a kid.
1: Great. I I, th- I think they will definitely... Uh, enjoy finding out more about you. I know I have. I've really enjoyed uh, an opportunity to know you. I don't remember how it was that we got to know each other in the first place. I think we did some writing for the same place, Poker Player newspaper, but something before that. Did you?
4: No, it was Poker Digest. We both Poker started
1: Digest. Out... That's
4: right. That's right. We both started out. You started out in 1998 or 1999.
1: That's 99.
4: Okay. I started out in 1998. I was in the third issue, I believe. Their first issue was when they announced Scotty Wynn had won the World Series of Poker. And I was actually getting ready to send a a query letter about doing uh, a column for beginning players uh, to Linda Johnson for card player and... I saw the first issue of Poker Digest, and I kind of liked it because I thought, well, you know, if I'm getting started in the industry, it'd be nice to be in a smaller pond. Then I can be a bigger fish. <laughs> so right. uh, that, that's how I got started, and, and you started on 1999. I have written, read everything you have ever written. You didn't even know that. I didn't. And now we we both are actual journalists with Poker Player Newspaper, and I handle Florida as a, a rep for the advertising.
1: Right. Well, that's great, Donna. I'm very glad you got to join us, and I'm eager to talk to you after your book comes out, and we can talk about that.
4: That will be wonderful. I'd love to. Just let me know when to come on, and I'm going to have you again soon as well.
1: Great. Okay. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you so much, Ashley. You are a winner.
1: (laughs) Thanks very much. That's Donna Blevins, poker writer, speaker, mind shift coach, author, uh, and a wonderful person. So, uh, listeners, we're going to take a break now. We'll be back after a quick break.
2: Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker Veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know, it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get Winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold.
0: Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com.
2: Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 10th, 2014. Well, it was a great year for the poker industry in Nevada. For the first time since 2007, poker revenues in the Silver State saw an increase. According to the 2013 revenue report, Nevada casinos raked in $123 million from live and online poker. This is despite the fact that Nevada has 774 live poker tables, which is the lowest number since 2005. Harris, Philadelphia could face sanctions or closure after its adjoining harness racing track was shut down by state authorities. Last week, the Pennsylvania Harness Racing Commission suspended activity at the track, saying that Harris failed to resolve problems with the track surface. Under Pennsylvania law, racetrack casinos are required to maintain a written racing agreement with a horseman's organization. Harris' upcoming racing schedule is suspended until the problem is addressed. And finally, we all know the Seattle Seahawks won big at this year's Super Bowl. But do you know who won even bigger? You guessed it, the Nevada Sportsbooks. Gamblers wagered a record $119.4 million on the game, with most of the money going on Denver. This led to the Sportsbooks making an unprecedented profit of $19.7 million. By the way, the fans who bet that the first score of the game would be a safety cashed in at 60-1. to Even they had a better game than Manning. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio great moments in history. In 1591, Sir Walter Raleigh was imprisoned in the Tower of London for insulting Queen Elizabeth I.
1: I, too, can command the wind, sir! I have a hurricane in me that will strip Spain bare
4: if you dare to try me! Well,
2: I'd love to stay in chat, but you're a total bitch. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the Podcast button for all recent show downloads. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Take the cards, big man. Show us how it's played.
1: Welcome back, listeners. We'll get right to it. I go to New York a lot. My family lives around there. I can't find a game that's not raked to death, and I can't stand that. I want to play poker in New York. I shouldn't have to drive to Atlantic City. This is crazy. they got these casinos there. They're racinos, yonkers, all the, but they don't have poker. Well, it takes an entrepreneuring guy with some tenacity to put something together, and we have him on the show now. His name is Ben Sheck. He's somebody who started Bar League Poker in New York, legal Bar League Poker in New York. I don't even know anything about it. I want to find out more. So, Ben, I'm going to let you tell us about the product that you created so that I can play poker in New York when I visit. Tell
3: us about it. Okay. Okay, perfect. Well, basically, as much as I hate to tell you, it really started by accident. Uh, I had a lot of friends that owned bars, restaurants, taverns, pubs, and they got hurt very, very badly with a lot of the uh, legislation. No smoking, changing ages, and various other problems with the uh, State Liquor Authority. And in doing that, the, the bar owners tried to do to recoup their business was to create events. And they all really copied each other and did the same thing. They were all doing karaoke nights and fortune tellers and trivia. uh, And basically it was the same thing every night. Right. In talking to them, we decided that what you had to do was not just come up with an event to bring people in, but you truly, number one, had to make it an event. And it had to be good enough to not just bring them in, it had to keep them coming back. So we, we decided that the, the perfect answer would be to run poker tournaments. The problem we ran, ran into, of course, was dealing with the state liquor authority. So we spent a lot of time. We actually sued the state of New York twice uh, and the liquor authority to end up where we did. Uh, I can go into that in more depth if you want me to. Uh, no, don't.
1: I sure yeah. don't. Don't go into more detail about that. I want you to get to what the product was that you created, how I find them, and what it is.
3: Okay, and what we did was uh, we got the liquor authority to agree with us that our game, if run properly, was not gambling and therefore would be allowed in licensed establishments. Now, what makes the game legal is that in order to have gambling in New York State, the player has to have something to risk something of value with an opportunity to risk something of value in a game of chance. And you have to have all three of those things. In bar poker, you pay nothing to play. You come in, you sit down, you sign up for a tournament. Um, The tournaments will run anywhere from 6 to 24 weeks. The bar owner picks whatever night he wants to play on, usually, of course, a a dead night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. And the tournaments are run just like regular poker tournaments, except the players are playing for points, And uh, the question, of course, becomes how do we make any money doing that if the players are paying for money? Oh,
1: I understand. The the bar must pay you like they pay a trivia night guy or a karaoke guy.
3: Exactly. The bar pays a fee, which, again, is legal with the liquor authority. And they make their money back by selling food and beverage.
1: Sure. But I I want to understand more about the game. So you run it just like a regular tournament. Here's my question. If I am playing, let's say I win the tournament. I don't get anything of value except points that can be used later or do I get at least a, a some kind of comp that I can use at the bar? Oh.
3: There are several different things, and that's really up to the bar as to what they want to give. Uh, we as a company take care of all the major prizes, which I'll mention in a second. Okay. But the bar it's up to the bar to give out a weekly prize. And what the bars will do is one of several things. Either they'll give out a coupon for a food and beverage item to be used on a different night to make sure the guy has to come back on a different day. Or what we tell them to do, which works very, very well, is they go to their suppliers, especially the beer suppliers, and they get them to give them various merchandise because all the beer guys have Budweiser T-shirts and Miller hats. uh, Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're getting it for nothing, and they give it out, and based on how much stuff they get is how many prizes they give out per night.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay, get to the stuff that you give out at the end of the tournament series.
3: Okay, Here's what we do. We run the tournaments on a monthly basis, although a tournament might run, let's say, for three months or four months. But every month, let's, let's uh, say they're playing on a Monday night. The players come in Monday night to play, they get points. Points are graduated from the first player gets most points down to the bottom player who gets the least. Every player who shows up gets a certain amount of points just for walking in the door and sitting down. Uh, the following week, uh, whoever gets the points is added to that. At the end of the month, we look at the total point getters for the month, and those people will qualify for a championship tournament that we're going to uh, that we're going to have uh, at the end of the four month period. At that tournament, we give away twenty five twenty five thousand dollars in cash prizes. Whoa! Ten thousand $10, dollars first prize. The balance is divided up between about twenty five or twenty six players.
1: Well, now, Ben, wait one second. That's a lot of cash prizes. Um, yes, it is. How many people funnel into this monthly tournament where you give out 25 I mean, you must have a well, lot of bars well, and a lot of players.
3: Yeah, in order for it, for it to work, uh, you need a, a minimum of 60 to 70 bars you know, for it to work. I see. Now, when we we're talking to people about, about opening up in New England and some other areas, that's being done with uh, smaller numbers because there's less bars, but the prize will also be smaller.
1: Well, we have you know, something like, like the- that already. We have the Eastern Poker Tour, and they mm-hmm. have – it's a bar league. There are bar leagues all over yeah. the place. I just didn't know there were any in New York. So when's yeah. your next uh, four-month, uh, $25,000 event?
3: Okay, The tournament is going on now. The next uh, championship will be in May. I, I the date I don't have set yet. it'll probably be the second or the third week in May. Uh, normally what we do is we have them in a hotel. We try to have, we usually get between five and six hundred players showing up for the championship. Wow. Uh, when the players qualify during the month, uh, they get points two different ways. The whole idea is to keep the players coming in.
1: Sure.
3: So let's say you, as a player, win on uh, Monday night, uh, the first Monday in, in the month of February. Right. Uh, as the winner, you automatically qualify for the championship tournament with a $5,000 stack of chips. Now, everybody else gets points. For so every 25 players that show up at the bar, we we designate one winner. So if the bar had 31 people playing on any given night, the top two people would both qualify for the championship. Got it. Now, at the end of the month, what we do is we look at the score sheet, and we take the top 10% of the point getters, deducting the people who were the weekly winners already, and they also qualify for the championship tournament. Now, at the start of the next month, and this is key to the success, really, uh, you know, the question becomes, if I already qualified, why should I bother to come back next month? And the answer is every month the points go back down to zero. So it starts all over again. And you can qualify as many times as you can. And if you qualify 10 times, you get 10 stacks of chips. (laughs) Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. So so it behooves you to come on a regular basis, and that's what keeps the bars happy.
1: So everybody who enters the tournament doesn't have the same stack of chips. I'm sorry. Say that again, please. Everybody who enters the tournament doesn't start with the same stack of chips.
3: Exactly. It's It's a floating number. Uh, between you and me, quite honestly, it makes it very difficult to set the, <laughs> the parameters for doing the actual hands-on setup because uh, it would be a lot easier if everybody was standardized. Right. But the, I the thing is that you have to keep the player interest and you have to keep the people coming into the bar. Got it. Otherwise, Sounds like a great concept.
1: I got two quick questions for you, and then we're going to have to end. <laughs> First, people want to know where in New York they can be part of this great phenomenon of free poker. Where do they go? What's the website?
3: Okay, look at the website, which is www.freecardsharks, C-A-R-D-S-H-A-R-K-S. Okay,
1: dot com. Dot com. Sharks, plural, dot com. Yes. Yeah. And then my last question, we only have about 30 to 45 seconds. On your promotional information, you say that you're looking to create the first poker parlor in Suffolk County. What is that and yeah. how will that happen?
3: Okay, the way that that happens is this. In order to get around the penal law and work with this, you have to do, devise a way to run your game without raking any money out of the game or taking any money out of the game. And what we're going to do to make, make our long story short with it is we're starting it out as a private social club. The social club will be open to members only. Memberships will be available on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, uh, obviously at a, at a price. The people who come in can use the club for whatever purpose they want. They're not required to play poker. It's not a poker club per se. But if we are starting with a small location. We have a little over 1,000 square feet. There will be a half a dozen poker tables there. There will be a back table, chess table, uh, uh, table if the guys want to play gin rummy, couch, sitting area, TVs, if the guys just want to come in and lounge around them and they play their own game they have to deal themselves we're not allowed to be involved in the game in any way shape or form again we make our money by selling memberships and then by selling merchandise
1: so when's this opening up and have you got the uh, legal approval yet
3: yeah we actually i actually had a meeting with the suffolk county district attorney about uh about three weeks ago We're very big on the fact of uh, of doing things the right way. We're not looking to go in and then get shut down two weeks later and have a problem and and that aggravation. We don't really need that. Uh, I've always found that by going into an area, dealing with the local authorities, telling them, this is what I'm going to do, this is why I want to do it, this is why I think it's okay, I just want you to be aware of it. You lay the the groundwork of a foundation for a relationship that's going to work well instead of being antagonistic.
1: So there's a Hebrew expression that comes from the four questions on Passover, which is Manish Tanah Halayla Hazer, which means why is tonight different from all other nights? So why is Suffolk County different from all other counties? Why in Suffolk County and not in Manhattan where you'd have a billion people?
3: Well, for for two reasons. The biggest problem with doing this kind of stuff in Manhattan is that there are so many people with so many things to do that it's hard to get an idea sold. It's easier to get it started someplace else and then have them call you and bring it in that way. That's number one. Uh, we found the same thing with the free poker also. Uh, but conversely, the uh, reason we're starting in Suffolk County is that number one, because I live in Suffolk County, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's Easy for me, easier for me to run around and do the startup. Although we are doing it in, in a way that uh, we are looking for uh, uh, eventually moving it into uh, Nashville County, which is the other Long Island county, and then from there expanding to the five boroughs and going throughout. You know, a bigger area. As we get to other areas, instead of running it ourselves, you know, we'll be looking to, you know, sell the area out and maybe sell a startup operation for the guys, a turkey operation, and put that together.
1: Such a deal. Sounds great. Hey, you know, when you open, if you would, I would love to have you come on and invite people to join this club uh, and... Play poker legally in Suffolk County, which is frankly one of the hardest places to, to get to a casino from because you got to either go up Orient Point and take the ferry over to Foxwoods, or exactly. you got to go drive through New York and go to Atlantic City or Ben Salem, Pennsylvania now, or, you know, in the Poconos, and that's a pain in the butt, or play in some outrageously raked illegal game.
3: Well, you know, the funny thing about the illegal games very quickly is that there's obviously a ton of them around. that that we all know about. Uh, Besides the potential problems in playing in a game like that, which are many, um, they're nighttime games. The beauty of what we're going to do is we're planning on opening up at 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And the same principle, really, that they used in Atlantic City when they opened up. The Atlantic City opened up was a a bus stop. uh, town. People came in by the bus, spent the day at the slots, and then went home at night. Um, uh, which is actually one of the things that became part of the problem <laughs> eventually. But there's so many people around you know, during the day, uh, between VFW people, retired people, whatever, that uh, we've already gotten inquiries from over 600 people, and we haven't really done any major advertising yet.
1: Well, I would love you, you know. to come on when you have a room, and I'll take the first bus from Boston just to try it out. It would be great. That
3: would be my pleasure. I would love to have you down as our guest. We'll certainly do that.
1: Well, Ben, you've been a great guest, and uh, I'm eager to have you come back on. Uh, Again, the website that you have is www.freecardsharks.com. If you're in New York, you want a place to play. And, uh, of course, if you're not a regular, it may not seem like it's worthwhile. But, hey, a poker night is a poker night. This would be fun. So I wish you well. Come back on.
3: Good, thank you. I appreciate it very much. I look forward to talking to you again shortly.
1: Okay. Ben Sheck, Free Bar League Poker in New York. Who knew? Uh, We'll take a quick break and we'll come back.
2: Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Call or text the show at 609 474 4627. Here's the wonderful Joan Rivers with her thoughts on poker players.
1: And your people, you give money with blood on it. I met your people in Vegas for 40 years. None of them have last names. None of them. They have cashfuls. You're a poker player. A poker player. That's,
0: That's awesome. beyond white trash. Poker players oh, are poker the most players. awesome people poker in the world. A are trash, darling. Trash.
2: House of Cards, proudly serving your white trash needs since 2007.
1: Welcome back, listeners. This is House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams. And before we end, I just want to remind all our listeners that we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, about maybe guests that you'd like us to have on. Send your questions to info at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. We're very interested in them. We'll put them on the air and answer them here. So that will do it for the show. Come back next week for more House of Cards. Good night and good luck.